Hey everyone, I'm your host Matt, and let me welcome you to Gaming Lounge. If this is your first time, welcome. We talk all things gaming consoles, retro gaming, and modern gaming. So sit down, grab your favorite snack and drink, and enjoy. the same microphone finally figured out our audio differences and the audio setup so this should sound a lot more clear a lot more better and the topic we are talking about today is none other than one of the most famous skateboarding games i think in the history of skateboarding and video game in general the skate franchise not skate 3 not skate 2 the entire skate franchise because on the cusp of eventually happening is we do have Skate 4 on the way, so why not start it off with one of the best video games I think I've ever played in my life, because let's just say, this fat guy over here can't skate, but put me in Skate, and I can play all day long. Ironic, because I used to skateboard too, and now I'm just fat, and I can barely skate. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking all things Skate, Skate 1, Skate 2, Skate 3. I mainly know Skate 3, but my co-host Will knows Skate 1 and Skate two decently very well mainly skate one but skate two is more of a iffy i never really played it he definitely played skate one the crap out of it and he introduced me to skate three so without it for do i'm gonna let him start off with the skate franchise the man who actually has skateboard in his life so if anyone knows about skating it's the co-host will damn it i just got hit by a bus okay anyway Let's go and start off the rec center where they just teach you how to use the new uh, controls that we, at the time, were like, what the hell's going on? That was pretty damn cool. Rec center will always be one of the goaded maps of all time in that particular video game setting. I don't care what anyone says. Skate was just, it was so fun. It was so new for the time. Uh, the, the graphics, even for its time, were pretty damn good. The mechanics were fantastic. Uh, the only thing was you couldn't get off your skateboard which was obviously a, a, a bit of a pain in the ass but the rest of the game was just about as solid as you could get and it was so chill as well for someone like me who you know grew up relatively not that well off it just was hilarious to me that you could skate and you could do sponsors and you could do all this other extra stuff with you started off with only a few hundred bucks in your pocket and you just created your stuff as you went along. So you could use the generic stuff. You could go and buy a bunch of random clothes and then have your board look like shit. Or you could buy a bunch of cool stuff for your board and your character would just look generic. But 
it was always a really fun time to just play in general, and eventually once she actually learned how to do a lot of the proper tricks, it was a great introduction into the skateboarding universe just because you could do late flips. You, could, you couldn't do under flips in the first game, but it was a fantastic, at least, intro into everything else. And on top of that, I mean... How 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 much how much cooler could you get? I mean, the final bit you go all the way up to X Games from basically just being a dude who got hit by a bus, chilling at a rec center. Oh, it was awesome. That that game I I played so many hours on that game. Um, you never played you never played with Sam Vanalona, did you? I did not play that. The only game oh, I dude. actually played because I downloaded. Skate 1, and I tried to play it, and it was much different from Skate 3, so I actually couldn't get into it properly, and I think it was more of a thing of, you had to be there to experience it, Mm -hmm. because when I got my 360, I got my 360 at the end of the 360 cycle, it was the last part of the console, no one was really playing it anymore, online was decently going down, because they, Microsoft announced the next-gen consoles, the Xbox One era. Mm-hmm. So, did I get an Xbox One? Hell yes. <laughs> I only but, just stopped playing Xbox One like two years ago. <laughs> That's how crazy that is. <laughs> hey, the Xbox One will always be a media center for me, because that's really mainly what it was. I understand really now why the PS4 was better than the original Xbox One, because the PS4 really is a powerhouse compared to that. But, mm-hmm. um... No, I did not play Skate 1. I mm. played Skate 3. I ran through it like a maniac. Absolutely loved it. I remember you playing Skate 1 and seeing the bus hit part because I'm pretty sure if I remember, it was a live-action thing, right? Like, it was a live-action, you got hit by a bus? The intro part was just a live-action thing. It was just somebody video camming somebody doing a couple, a decent line through what looked like some kind of a school area or some kind of a some kind of some kind of docking area. I forget exactly what it is. It was a cool little bit, honestly. I mean, it looked like a proper skate video, so you could tell that the people who were working on the game actually did their own skating or at the very least knew people who knew how to edit footage enough to make it look like a proper skating video or at the very least a sponsor me tape, which was so freaking cool. It really was. It was I loved the fact that they they put all of these extra nods and homages into the game before you even really started it. And of course, with the freaking intro, with all of the skaters getting introduced into their random ass roles. And then, it it was even the same way with Skate 2, and it was the same way with Skate 3. All of the intros were really cool, regardless of of what came after, whatever. Um, The game was just... It was new for its time, and it was really, really nice. Of course, there were sponsorships all over the place. You have to remember this is still EA at the end of the day, so you're going to have an insane amount of random sponsorships like BlackBerry and T-Mobile, and you're going to have name-dropping every single possible um, skater ad like you know Adidas, Alien, Dirty Ghetto Kids, <clears throat> Element, Enjoy. And then... Of course, can't forget the ice creams, even though they went under for dubious reasons, unfortunately. But the rest of it is fantastic, as it was. Uh, I didn't even use the, the the sponsored stuff half the time. I just used all the generic stuff, because 
generic was cheaper it honestly looked a little cooler and you could save a lot of money if you were in those times when you were learning how to play the game for the first you know eight to ten hours where you're really really trying to grind through and figure out all of the flip trick maneuvers for the very first time because like I said that was a brand new gimmick that had never really been a thing before and to use the flick it tricks for the very first time was just it was a bit of a game changer because no one had ever really done it consistently before and then out of nowhere you're you're able to do it and you're doing it for pop shovets backside or frontside doesn't really matter nolly tricks that was that was awesome nolly tricks are never really they were never really done properly in skate games because you had Tony Hawk Pro Skater Tony Hawk's Pro Skater you had to I, I honestly never figured it out how to do nollies. Apparently you can, but I never figured it out. But See, with me, I grew up on, and I know this is definitely getting off topic with skate, but mm. skateboarding in general, I grew up playing the Tony Hawk games. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what skate was, anything like that. I had a PS2. I grew up playing all the Tony Hawks, so that's what got me into skateboarding and the love of skateboarding. And when you came over with the skate games and I first tried it, it was so difficult different mm -hmm. from what I've ever played and I was like whoa 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 uh -huh. whoa 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 like why and here's is this the cool so part weird? and here's the cool part I gave you I got skate three for you I had already played the other two beforehand I played I played one almost religiously two I played mostly I never completed the full go around I've heard that skate two was easily better in a lot of ways than the first one and it had nothing to do with even being able to get off your board it was just there was actually a proper really really good story mode behind Skate 2 where you had to go against the Mongo Corps who was putting skate stoppers all over San Vanalona and San Vanalona looked like a freaking ghost town it just looked like a bunch of hobos ran it instead of actually looking like a properly nice city and if you don't know San Vanalona is actually uh, a mishmash together of three cities. And what cities would that be? San Francisco, Vancouver, and Barcelona. Okay. So San Francisco, California, Vancouver in Canada, and then Barcelona in Spain. And definitely Those three are places. three of the biggest skate cities in the world, bar none. Definitely three places I will never fucking visit in my entire fucking life. <laughs> but... Okay, a, uh... okay, at least two of those places should you should visit. <laughs> One of them needs to clean its act up real quick, because you can skate there if you want, but it, don't, don't bail or you'll end up bailing into a heroin needle. Uh, I can definitely say um, the generation um, with Skate Now, if you took Skate 3 and you put it on 360 compared to the Series X now, I couldn't play it because you're running at 30 FPS. You're barely running the game at all. It's going to chug. You put it now, I have to say this. For it to be backwards compatible on the new quote-on next-gen Series X is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. This is why I stayed with Xbox because of the backwards compatibility that it does have. That was always a really big feature of that that made me stay. But on top of that, and mind you folks... I'm a generation where technically I didn't grow up with old gen, but I did grow up with old gen because I grew up with PS1, PS2, and I had it for a long time. I didn't have PS3 or Xbox 360 
because my family couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. So when we did get 360, believe me, for a child that only grew up on AV cords and no HD at all, at all, no HDMI at all, it was absolutely a game changer on how amazing these games looked. Mm-hmm. The picture was great. The quality was just so crisp. And you're talking about old school, and I'm pretty sure some people are going to be like, ah, ah, with this, but the old school widescreen TVs with the big giant backs, the heavy dinosaurs that weighed like 120 pounds that none of y'all could freaking lift because we all sat there like, we're not going to be able to move this. Mm-hmm. So, and I still have a CRT. Actually, right next to my co-host, Will, is a little 13-inch CRT. That's like my little baby. That's it. But, yeah, um... Skate really was uh, crazy from getting off your board to finding somewhere else to skate and hop off of. But, uh, you know, to be honest, like, to touch up on some topics about it, if you had to go gameplay-wise, like, how how well do you think the gameplay's been holding up ever since that game came out? On the new console? On any console, from 360 so, to 360 is what I was used to, but it was blocky, it chugged, it was not that good of quality on either one, two, or three. It was really just not that good. But for the graphics at the time, when you're first starting, it was awesome. Skate 3, it didn't play as well on the older console because it really wasn't made for it consistently. It was technically, but it was clear that it was... Once they started doing a whole lot of add-ons, it was it was too blocky. It was just chugging. It was really laggy. It was not that good. Um, now that they moved it onto the new consoles... I absolutely adore it because it just runs so smooth and it runs so clean that there's no comparison. And even the DLC stuff runs perfectly. All of it. Literally all of it runs about as perfect as you can make it. Um, All of the extra stuff in regards to all of the extra bits of the map on Skate 3. Skate 3 is easier to play. Which is also why I'm pretty sure you appreciated it a lot more than you appreciate Skate 1 or Skate 2. Because Skate 2, yeah, you could get off your board, but you were essentially running like you had shit in your drawers. With Skate 3, you're basically a a track star. I don't know if you noticed that. There's a little bit of a... You can tap A or you can just run, and it's a solid two or three seconds where you're running top speed. And then you can just caveman right onto your board which is what that's called. Getting onto your board from a straight run or even just a full jump. It's called a caveman. I don't understand why. Don't really care. Didn't understand the lore of it when I was first into skateboarding in real life instead of just on a video game. But whatever. It it, it is what it is. Now, as a disclaimer, everybody, if you do hear a little bit of raindrops in the background, we are not outside my bedroom where we were actually recording this podcast I have a metal awning next to my window, so you can hear the raindrops bouncing off it. So again, just a disclaimer that if you guys do hear that in the background slightly, I do apologize, but as Jersey is Jersey, we love getting our rain, we love hearing we our thunderbird cracking. Hmm. Interesting. We're basically like, we're basically mini-California at this point. Pretty much, the <laughs> amount of rain we've got. Wait till the Netflix day. HQ gets opened up about 25 minutes <laughs> south of us. It's going to be very interesting seeing how that whole thing turns out. They better get them writers strike under control. I'll tell you what. Not gonna be a fan. Not gonna be too much of a fan of uh, that Netflix HQ if they don't get their writers strike under control. Uh, well, you know anything uh, about that? 
I don't, but I wouldn't say that was a true uh, topic to bring up on. Eh. But it's something. Well, it's something to. Uh, it's something to always ponder about because that does affect the future, not only of movies and entertainment, but it affects the future of potentially video gaming too. Ah, now that you think about that, yeah, that is true. Because you have to remember that. Because there's writers does that affect write the story. It, it yeah. affects everything. It affects everything from the little kids' shows that your baby girl watches to stuff that you and I watch to video games that you and I play to video games that certain people play. You know? Well, it affects it all the way right up. This is the entertainment industry at the end of the day. And I would we're say, just a tiny little part of it, at least for right now, you know? I would say for right now, I think we are okay with at least older video games because they're already written and they're already <laughs> ready to go. Thank God. But, um, yeah, honestly, uh, I think my favorite thing on Skate 3 will always be the customization on top of the just the way they do the whole skating culture of of just every, everything skating. In between you see a bunch of AI skating. It's not like you're a normal character sitting and you're in this ghost town because Tony Hawk games mainly did that. You were this one skater, you were in this ghost town, there was nobody else skating. Skate 3 really took it as in it is a community thing. Because no matter where you go on that map, you will always find at least 10 to 12 skater AI skating somewhere, doing tricks or bailing or something like that. And it honestly is fun because if you're not with a buddy playing multiplayer online because mind you everyone the multiplayer is still active for this game mm -hmm. you can still literally to this day hook up with a friend and go skating and it is truly amazing it's one of the 1360 games they did not shut the servers down with mm -hmm. because for original xbox and such they did shut down the servers eventually so for this to still have multiplayer is absolutely amazing yeah shout out zexy zek for still keeping that community alive as much as he's been that man streams constantly with the skate stuff, and it is awesome to watch. Sometimes it's really silly. Sometimes it's just stupid. But he keeps that community alive very, very much so. It's awesome. It's just awesome to see because people to this day are still making parks off of the old stuff. You know, this game came out in 2009 and 2010-ish, you know? It, it, at the time of this recording, we're in summer of 2023. I was in high school when this thing came out. Literally, I was a junior in high school when this thing came out, and now I'm and now I'm clipped, and I just clipped thirty a couple of days ago. It's incredible how much staying power this game has had, based solely on the community. Because if there was no community support, we wouldn't even be getting the skate updates that we've been getting for the new one. Let alone the fact that the servers are still up and running for Skate Three. Those servers would have been shut down in 2012, 2013, easy, if there wasn't as much of a desire for this stuff as there already is. We wouldn't be getting the alpha stuff. We wouldn't be getting the beta stuff. We wouldn't be getting that sneak peek at all of the next content for the new skate game. We wouldn't be getting any of that. Which, if there are any skate players that are listening to this second episode when it drops, and anyone listening at all that has played skate, give yourself a little bit of pat on the shoulder, guys, because if it wasn't for us as fans... We wouldn't be having a Skate 4, mm -hmm. to be honest. Fully and agree. It's absolutely amazing. And, uh... I think that was the spark we needed, know? huh? <laughs> this, thing most likely, this thing most likely did just pick up that thunder and lightning. Nice. But, to, uh... Hey, what can I say, guys? 
recording podcast, thunderstorms, you know how it is, we gotta keep it nice and, uh, nice and all natural, you know how we're saying, but, yeah, definitely, uh, best community I think I've ever joined was, uh, skate community, even if I don't have my co-host Will to play with, which we do play skate when we have the chance, we'll play together, mm-hmm. and I kid you not, this game, no matter if I go into an online server or not, this game absolutely loves going, uh, just building a community, just playing online. Like, there are tons of players playing. And, like I said, I don't know much about Skate. My co-host is really the one that knows a lot about this game. He's very skateboard knowledgeable. He's very knows the ins and outs about this industry. Well, you have to remember, Matt, I used to actually skate. I know I'm a big boy now, but when I was only like 170, 180 pounds, I used to ride my board all the time. I was not at all a good skateboarder. I mostly carved. I loved skateboarding and death racing and carving. I had a cruiser. Uh, My first ever board was a Tony Hawk board that we got from freaking Target when I was like nine. And then when I was 15... A couple of my buddies from high school were skateboarding. I picked that thing out, and I tried skateboarding with them, and they started laughing because I couldn't go anywhere, but I was clearly putting a lot of leg strength into my goofy stance to try to keep up with them. And then a couple of my skateboard buddies that I eventually made while I was around the streets were like, oh, hey, let's let's help you out with this. And lo and behold, that Tony Hawk board that I had for a solid two years... Um... All my buddy did was put some reds, some red bearings in in the in the in the wheels, and then just changed out the hardware. We didn't even change the wheels. We didn't even change the board around. We just changed the hardware and we just changed the bearings that go in the wheels to make them spin a little better. And I flew. This board was light. It was absolute shit quality, but it was a board. I never was able to do my first trick on it. It actually broke before I was able to pop my very first ollie because I, I cruised around on it so much that half the time I just got really, really good at skidding to a stop on the board, clicking it up into my hand, jumping up a curb or jumping up to a ledge or something like that, and then jumping right back on the board again. And again, you're talking about a guy who, even back then, I was heavier. I was 170, 180 pounds. I'm only five. I'm only five seven, five eight, whatever it is. So I'm already on a stocky frame in the first place. Even when I was decently healthy, you had to land perfectly on that board, or it was gonna chip off. And eventually, I'm surprised I made that board as long as I did. It was it was two years on it. Again, never popped my very first trick unless you caught a caveman off the ledge as being it while I was at almost a full sprint. That was fucking epic. But my very first board after that was a a one that I went on a full kit. I was working my very first job, which was doing landscaping, and my very first board. Unfortunately, I didn't know about local skate shops at the time, so I did unfortunately end up making the ultimate cardinal sin of most skateboarders by going to a, a local Zoomies. But I got an almost Rodney Mullen deck with some green grip tape, and it matched with everything else, and then I got... The coup de gras of all trucks, the Royal Rastas from 2009, 2010, I forget which model year, but it was basically the last time they had sold them properly in that year. And yes, 
the same Royal Rasta trucks that you're talking about from Skate 3. I personally looked for them, found them, and I spent probably half my paycheck on just the trucks. And then I got some Spitfires, I got some Iron Horse hardware, I got some Reds, uh, the bearings, threw them on, and I started skating with my boys, started playing around on the cruiser, and before long, my buddy was like, all right, I'm kind of sick of watching you just cruise around with us. We need to see you. We need to see you popping some tricks. And so he worked with me for a week and a half because I just white boy can't jump. So finally, after a week and a half, I finally popped my very first ollie. And uh, it, we didn't pop the we didn't pop the trick until almost 10 o'clock at night, and I had been out there since 10 in the morning. So I was working 12 hours, just eating shit constantly kept trying to get this damn jump down. I was exhausted by that time and my buddy was like, I'm not letting you I'm not letting you go inside until you nail this trick. So I was able to land my first Ollie and it was awesome. And then I went from that into a pop shove it. I was able to land a front side and a backside for the very first time in my life. Not even a week later. And then I was able to almost land my very first heel and kick. But I never fully landed them before I eventually stopped skateboarding a couple of years later because I was mostly just in it to carve and hang out with my buddies. And then it was always really cool because when we were playing at Zoomies and I was getting my board set up, there was a setup in the store that was always really cool to me. They had the Zoomies iconic bright orange couch that you all just hung out at. But what they did was they, they put a small flat screen monitor in uh, essentially what you uh, I almost call like a cardboard cutout of an old school box TV from the freaking 80s or 90s and then there was a 360 just chilling back there with all of the skate games and you could just put the skate game in and your buddies and you could play while your board was either getting made or your buddies were talking to some girls in the store or they were hang that, that was an awesome hangout spot for 2 years at least and then of course what happens some of the kids from our school come in, one of them steals one of the games, then stuff gets locked up, then the game gets ruined, then the Xbox 360 somehow got stolen. I'm still wondering how the hell that even happened. All the cameras in that store end in the mall, but whatever. And eventually it got ruined, but for like two or three years, it was just heyday of heydays for that time of just being a cool little skater, hanging out with your boys, and... The, the, the Lupe Fiasco hit, kicked push from his first and 15th album back in 07, really just catapulted it for me. Because it was, a couple of the lyrics just rang true. It was about freedom. Just the freedom was better than breathing. Alright guys, not to cut this podcast short, because believe me, we have a lot more to talk about. I'm going to honestly end this as a part one of Skate 3. We are going to continue it on a part two. So it's going to be a two-part podcast, which is going to be a first. But I definitely have some things I have to take care of. And, you know, normal life things. <laughs> but uh, we are going to definitely conclude this for Skate 3. It was amazing to hear all the stories from my co-host Will about all back in the day. Because, mind you, when he was doing all those things, I was just a wee little lad. Not really knowing much about skateboarding and all that. I had so. just gotten you into Skate 3 a year after I was already playing it. And I had already been skating for two years before that. Alright guys, 
like I said, uh, this is definitely going to be part one of the Skate 3 podcast. So if you do hear a slow decline into the audio for part of it, we let out a little bit of a technical difficulty. So we will continue this on part two. So please do tune in for part two of the Skate 3 episode of Gaming Lounge. Thank you all for listening. Uh, If anyone is listening at all, thank you again. It means a lot to us dearly. Like I said before in the first episode, we're still learning. This should sound a lot better audio-wise. So have a good rest of your night or day, guys. And uh, definitely tune in for part two because it will definitely be posted up right with part one. See you later, guys.